Welcome to the podcast, Fibromyalgia Real Solutions with Amanda Love. My name's Amanda Lise Love, and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist who works with those with fibromyalgia. And today's guest is Dr. Greg. So welcome to the show. Thank you. You know, some people try try my last name, and I'm glad that you didn't even go there. I wasn't uh, going to. It's long and French and confusing. So yeah, Amanda, it's it's an honor to be on that podcast. And what I need to say to you is um, someone doesn't go down the world of fibromyalgia because it's fun and it's good money and yeah. it's easy success. And like, no, like you're on a mission and, and you're the person that is going to dig and dig your heels in and you're going to be an advocate because the people that are listening to your podcast, they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. They're not being listened to by their doctors. They, they need someone to be an advocate for them. And I, it's funny, I, I have a good friend of mine who's actually, um, he's an ex NFL football player. This guy's okay. he has quadriceps the size of Texas. And, and he, uh, there was a, on social media the other day, he had a hat on and the hat said, instead of saying drug dealer, which I've never seen someone wear a hat like that, it said hug dealer. And I, when I, when I looked at that, I went, you know what? We're hope dealers. Yeah. Uh, hope, you know, that, that is the one thing that when people are heard and they realize they're not crazy, and right. there's a path to get to this, that in and of itself is, could be, you know, bottled up and, and sold and, and made all kinds of money on. The point of this though, is, so I just want to commend you uh, for, for being an advocate because this is not an easy group and these people need to be heard. So I just want to give you a little shout out on your own podcast. Well, thank you. That means, that really means a lot. Um, yeah, I would love to know your backstory. Yeah. So I, um, I graduated actually as a chiropractor, uh, 20 years ago. Mm. And in my very first practice, uh, this mom walked into my practice with three of her boys, two of which were severely autistic. And the mom okay. said to me, can you help us? And, and I was like, absolutely. So I did what we call the belly flop in the deep end, uh, into the world of functional medicine. So I became formally trained through the Institute for Functional Medicine. So I literally sat at the same table as Dr. Mark Hyman and we almost 20 years ago wow. dove into this world together. And from that, uh, almost 20 years later from treating uh, people on the autistic spectrum to um, uh, I've actually traveled with some professional athletes uh, and, and worked with those. I've actually cooked meals for professional athletes. That's pretty crazy when you travel with them. And, and now the world that we have fallen into over the last handful of years are people with chronic, unexplained stealth infections. And, and so let me, let me just peel that layer back a second. So when people, if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, that's not me. I'm going to turn this off because I don't have an infection because an infection means I have a fever and I feel like crap. The reality is no. Hmm. When we do the right tests, and by the way, my mantra for 20 years has been don't guess, test. When you run the right blood tests, we find that many, many people have this kind of behind the scenes underlying infection that is demanding a substantial amount of energy and attention from the body. So uh, I, I have a, private, a large private practice uh, in the Minneapolis area. I actually treat people around the world. I have patients in Spain, uh, Alaska, and all over the United States. And Primarily now we treat people with those unexplained infections, autoimmune diseases. And when you live in Minnesota and you look for it, you're going to find Lyme disease. And actually Lyme is not a uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, East coast thing. I literally have patients around the world that have 
Lyme and the uh-huh. co-infections and opportunistic infections that come with that. The thing, what, what makes us different, uh, Amanda, is really our approach. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, as a doctor, uh, years ago, I, I became a part of the insurance industry, and, and I thought that I was doing it to become a better doctor and to serve my patients better. And quickly, I learned <laughs> that the insurance agencies are for-profit companies, and there were people in cubicles that had a, a fraction of the medical training that I had, and they were telling me how I could treat my patients. So I actually got kicked out of the insurance industry about 10 years ago for being what's called an overutilizer. And what that means nicely is I treated people more than the insurance company thought that I should. And really what I was doing was giving people the care that they needed. And if, if you're listening to this with fibro, you've been there. The HMOs give typical doctors seven to 15 minutes tops right. to, to get in, get out, write a script. And most people feel empty when they leave those conversations. So, so yeah, our practice is, is uh, we're busy. Um, there's a lot going on in the world now, even from a health standpoint, and, and I, the reality of this whole conversation, we can dig into this today is I believe, um, so, I, so I, I tell people I have way too many college credits, I, I have a strong belief in, in a higher power, and I believe that the body responds appropriately to its environment, always. So when you have that belief process, mm-hmm. that... Uh, so, and now understand that medicine thinks the opposite of that medicine. So take an autoimmune for autoimmune disease, for example, let's say if you're listening to this, let's say you have MS or you have rheumatoid arthritis, or you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, Western medicine says, um, ma'am, I'm so sorry, your immune system has gone rogue. And it's uh, for whatever reason, we don't know why it's attacking your thyroid. And, and we're going to give you a drug. If we give you any drug that will actually turn your immune system down. Because I'm so sorry, it's just not doing its thing. And what we found, so my wife and I have five beautiful children and I, and I, (laughs) I, I don't like when our children use definitives always and never though. What I can tell you, uh, I've been doing this for almost 20 years now. November is my 20th anniversary. I'm not sure when this is going to air. And what I can tell you is in over 99 and a half percent of those cases, when you dig deeper, you find the root cause. So again, the body responds appropriately to its environment always. So in those cases, when you run the right lab work, we actually find that the immune system is not overwhelmed or it's, it's not gone rogue. It's actually overwhelmed and it's responding appropriately, but it's inside of a battle. So we take a lot of the same tests that doctors look at. And again, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I've had all kinds of tests done. And my, my my doctor says my tests are Normal. Gag me with the spoon for every time I've heard that. (laughs) Yeah. The the thing to understand with normal tests are reference ranges. Mm -hmm. Understand that traditional medicine, even international traditional medicine, the reference ranges are really disease-based reference ranges. So if you're below, below or above this range, you have a disease. You have a diagnosable disease that has a pharmacological intervention. You know, and so in functional medicine, we've learned that we use much different ranges. We use much more optimal ranges. So many times people bring us all these labs that are quote unquote normal. And when we look at them through the lens of functional medicine, it's nothing even close to normal. So that's, that's really the basis of, of what we look at. And I, the thing I think it's important to understand with, there's never a one cause, one cure component, right. especially as you found with people with treating a complex 
a system like fibromyalgia, and I actually had a chance, like I said, to listen to a few of your podcasts. Yeah. Like we have to understand there's, there's an emotional part of this. There's a spiritual right. part of this. Uh, I would say in the last five years, I actually started to talk to people about trauma. Now, I am not a trauma therapist. I do not have the training to, to walk people no. through trauma. Yet, you know what? It's a real thing. And, and there's what I call big T traumas, capital T, which would be like neglect or, or sexual abuse or physical abuse. Uh, and most people are aware of those things. And then there's what I call little T trauma. Uh, so I'm, I'm mid forties. I think back to my childhood and why does something from when I was five, six or seven or eight come to my mind? Well, it's because it, it, it was a small trauma. Um, mm -hmm. So those are things also to appreciate. So again, if you're listening to this, I don't need to, I don't need to convince you that this is a complex system, that there's a complex approach. Um, but I think today I really want to talk about what could there be the possibility of there being something on board inside of your body that's demanding attention and you're not aware of it. So are you cool if we jump into that for a sec? Yeah, of course. Right. right cool. I love it. Well, let me, let me get a little shot of water here and we'll roll. So a lot of you have had blood work. So if you have blood work candy, what I'm going to tell you is pause the podcast and go grab your blood work. Cause we're going to talk numbers for a second. One of the things that we talk about, and I don't care if it's Lyme, I don't care if it's COVID. I will probably get censored if I say that on your podcast. Um, the underlying conversation is really the immune system. And mm -hmm. we do have ways to look at immune system function on simple blood work. So one of the pieces of blood work that most clinicians will order, even traditional clin clinicians will order something called a CBC. And that stands for complete blood count. So it has like your red blood cells and your white blood cells. It tells us if you're anemic. And if they run one with something called with differentials, it'll actually give us an idea of the different types of white blood cells. So let's talk about, so, so if you're listening to this, um, I'm going to give you a little, little immunology 101 here. So here's how your immune system works. Let's say, so your white blood cells, so go down, it's, probably, it's usually the, the first or second marker on there. It'll say WBC. Traditional medical numbers want you between like four and 11. And in functional medicine, we want you between five and eight. So here's a proper functioning immune system response. So let's say um, you're, you're going about your day and you get a virus or a bacteria. Think, so let's, we're going to use like war terms for a second. So what happens is your body can identify it. You guys, here's the scoop. You are 75 trillion cells. You are 3 million bits of information every second. Holy crap, your system's crazy intelligent. So we're going to honor it. So the proper response to understanding that there's an invader is that your white blood cells actually go up. So mm -hmm. think of it like we've, we've identified an enemy and we've deployed the troops. So, our, so if I get blood work back and I see white blood cells, 11, 12, 13, 14, I go, aha, your body is healthy enough to mount a defense and it's identified an enemy and it's out to kick its butt. So that's, there's, there's immunology 101. And if it does its job, your immune system in its vastness goes after that pathogen, whether it's a bacteria or a virus or a, or a mold or a, or a parasite, and it kills it. And then it brings you back down to five to eight. And it says, all right, who's next? So there's baseline immunology. So now you guys all have your, your master's level immunology class. What we find when we do the right testing is we, so the analogy again, so there's an active infection. We spike our white blood cells. However, ugh, the enemy is good. 
and they've got some horsepower and they brought their friends. What the heck is going on here? So what happens if our immune system can't defeat the enemy, what happens is we run out of troops. So if you're looking at your, at your white blood cell count and you are five and a half or less, that's one way for us to know that you're a poor immune system is getting its butt kicked and it no longer has enough troops to fight the battle. If they ran the differentials, now the differentials on, on your labs would be, so you're going to look at things like neutrophils, lymphocytes, monocytes, basophils, eosinophils. So there's, those are actually different types of white blood cells. And again, we have certain percentages that those should be in. So even a very simple blood test that costs about $6 can give us a really good understanding of what's going on. So, okay, there's the science. Now, how does this, where does the art come into this? So let's talk about if, and why I said they bring their friends when we actually do advanced testing. So we never start with really advanced testing because number one, it can be expensive. Most insurance companies don't pay for it. And you have to crawl before you walk, before you run. Right. So think about this for a second. If your body is, if your immune system is dealing with multiple chronic infections, let's just think of the possible symptoms that your body could be dealing with if it's also trying to deal with those infections. So, I mean, comp, so like I bet people could just go down the list of the side effects or symptoms of fibro, for example, or of chronic pain syndrome. And, and again, this is, I'm not trying to say that this is the, this is the catch-all. What I tell people is this is one piece of the puzzle, right? One piece of the puzzle. Now, um, for example, a common thing that I see is weight loss resistance. If your body has chronic infection and your body's doing its darndest to fight it, it quite frankly has zero interest in losing weight. Actually, it would like to put some weight on. What? What the heck? Here's why. It's in a battle. Yeah. So it needs some reserves because we don't know how long this battle is going. Now, here's something that I think is also important to understand in, in regards to autoimmunity. We are seeing autoimmune cases skyrocket. There are now over 100 different diagnosed autoimmune diseases known to man. And it's scary, wow. right? And, and by the way, they travel in groups. And there's a, there yeah. is a strong genetic component predisposition to this. So let's go back to our conversation of, of low white blood cells. We're, we're fighting uh, lots of enemies. What autoimmunity, remember, let's go back to the medical definition of autoimmunity. Your immune system has gone rogue and it's firing bullets at your thyroid gland or your joints or your brain or your gut or your skin, depending upon what disease you might have. So the medical approach is to actually turn down the immune system. Um, if you watch television, which probably a lot of you don't watch much television, and you actually see drug commercials in today's day and age, I would yeah. say that 70 plus percent of drug commercials today are for autoimmune drugs, for what are called anti-rheumatic or anti-rheumatoid type drugs. And here's why. There is big, with a capital B, money in these things. These drugs are seven to $20,000 a dose, not $7, 7,000 to $20,000 a dose with about a 30% success rate. 
and their goal, they are called immunosuppressive therapy. By the way, chemotherapy also falls into the same group. I have had patients on chemotherapy to address autoimmunity. Now, if we go back to the, the conversation of your immune system is actually trying to fight all kinds of battles, does it need to be turned down? Well, not necessarily. But why is it firing bullets at my tissue? Go back to war. In the middle of a firefight, there is something called friendly fire. What that means is your body is overwhelmed. And we don't know who the good guys or the bad guys are. We are just pulling the trigger. So instead of taking away the gun, we support, we bring more troops in and we help the body. And by the way, what you don't do. So if you're listening to this, let me just, I had a, a, a young woman that came into my clinic last week um, with chronic Lyme disease, and she was doing her own version of antiparasitics, antivirals, antibacterials. And I right. said, stop now. And she's like, what do you mean? I said, if those things don't know how to get out of your system, you are going to dig your own grave. So when we start with these conversations, there's a couple conversations that must be understood. Number one is this is a ultra marathon. This is not a hundred yard dash. There is no, right. right. There's no easy button. There's no magic pill, but the first place that we have to start is the body has to have enough energy, cellular energy to even allow this process to happen. Second thing is, is the body has very specific in, in functional medicine. We call them drainage pathways. Some people call them detox pathways. I think it's really important for people to understand drainage in this world. So drainage is quite simply how things get out. And if things don't know how to get out, they get recirculated. It's kind of like poking the bear and the right. bear doesn't know where to go, right? Stirring the hornet's nest might be another, another term that we use with yeah. that. So, and think of it like a funnel. And if you pour something into a funnel and things can't flow through the funnel, then there's an overflow. And an overflow is a symptom. And some people, if you're listening to this, you might be like, oh yeah, I tried a this, or I did a that detox. And by the way, most detoxes, they just make you poop. They're, they're, we don't know what you're toxic in. We don't know uh, like how we're going about it. Most of them are out there just to make money. And here's the thing. Right. Uh, if you're suspect, there's a good reason for it. I'm guessing that the, the large majority of the listeners for you are females. Uh, yeah. And I say that because females actually have um, enough humility and audacity to say, I'm not where I need to be. And I don't think this is where this, I'm not okay with this. And I'm going to do some digging. Most guys uh, will say I'm, I'm healthy until proven otherwise. And, and I, my yeah. dad had, my dad had stage four cancer to prove him otherwise. So I've been through that journey and I understand yeah. that. So drainage pathways, you must have open drainage pathways. So here's just a quick rundown of your drainage pathways, your large intestine. If you are not pooping like a rock star, assuming rock stars poop well, that's number one. You have to make sure we have bowel motility. Number two, in my opinion, the number one stressed organ in the world of functional medicine is actually the liver. And I say that because every, depending upon your size and your heart rate and et cetera, et cetera, every three to six minutes, every drop of blood in your body goes through your liver. So if you have an infection, your poor liver is like, oh my gosh, like, ugh. So yeah. this is where we see a lot of women get um, gallbladders removed, not because the gallbladder is bad. It could be sluggish, but really the poor liver is like, I got so much to deal with that. I can't do what I'm supposed to do with you. Um, the kidneys are also a part of your drainage system. A lot of people have heard about the lymphatic system. 
Uh, we've heard about our lymph nodes, like in our neck and like in our, in yeah. our armpits. The catch though, is that 80% of your lymphatic tissue lies within your large intestine and your liver. So there's a huge correlation with that. Uh, your lungs are a huge part of your detoxification or drainage pathway. Um, mold toxicity, mold exposure is so underappreciated. And the lungs, they filter every, every drop of air that comes mm -hmm. through your body. And then yeah. lastly, we talk about the glymphatic system, which, which is the brain's own lymphatic system. And a lot of, I, I'm guessing that a lot of people with fibro have brain fog and they just, uh, they, they just yeah. don't think super well. So we have to make sure that those pathways are open before we get fancy. You know, the term I say is we have to, we have to if you're going to build a house, uh, you don't put up fancy walls before you dig footings and pour concrete. Like right. there's, there's a right and wrong way to go about that. So uh, again, you can see that um, there's a lot of good marketing. And if you're listening to this, you're probably even taking some supplements that you're like, well, I read someplace or someone recommended it. So I'm giving it a try. And, and I understand that there's times where you're like, I just want something to work and I want to trust somebody. And I tell people, there's no reason to, to guess we can test for those things. Uh, so the testing is really, really important. The thing to understand though, is numbers are no better than their interpretation, right? Because if you've got 20 pages of labs in front of you, it's probably looks like it's, it's in Latin because you're like, I don't know what this means. I don't even know what these letters mean. So how am I supposed to, and, and, they, and they all say normal. So my doctor said, I'm, I'm good to go. So that's, that's just, I think if I could be a blessing to the, to your listeners, it would be like, no, we make sense out of normal labs. Like we can, we can take your normal labs and go, oh my gosh, now that connects the dots. So that's really the overview that I think that people want to understand when it comes to how do functional medicine docs that do lab work. Now, I think it's important to understand that not all functional medicine doctors do laboratory work. Some of them might use uh, energetic testing or muscle testing or different pieces of technology. And what I, what I would say to potential patients is, figure out what resonates with you. Like I have a very scientific, algorithmic, didactic type brain. Like I love the numbers. And then I also, yeah. love, I love the art. Um, you know, I love, I love to look at, like, for example, like if I was to tell you to take vitamin D, I would want to know quantifiably where your levels are at, why they're there, what we've done to get you there so that we can make sense of the journey moving forward. So that's a huge overview. Uh, Amanda. And um, so that's kind of the, the gist of how it works. Any, any thoughts or questions around that? Um, yeah. So like, what do you usually like, what type of clients do you usually see? That's a great question. So probably like the listeners of this podcast, I would say, I would say 80% of my patients are females. And I would say that those females are somewhere between the age of late twenties to mid sixties. And they are ones that are obviously they haven't responded. If they've taken the medical route, they haven't responded in a way that they want to. My goal is not to throw medicine under the bus. Oh my gosh. Right. I, so, so quick caveat, I would be a widower if not for Western medicine. Uh, mm -hmm. My, our, our first child had the cord wrapped twice around her neck. Oh, wow. Right. So a hundred years ago, I would have lost my wife and my daughter in childbirth. Right. But there's a time and place for it. And I'm, I'm here and I'm not, a, I'm not a medicine basher. I actually come from a, from a family of medical professionals. Yeah. Though there's a time and place for it. And actually quick little story. All five of our children had the cord wrapped twice around their neck. 
isn't that crazy? That's so, crazy. <laughs> so in medicine, that's called a double nuchal. Uh, so, and they are, so we're, we're all here for a reason and we got things to do. Right. So, so, so the person has maybe not found the results that they want with Western medicine. And there seems to be this common denominator of, I know I'm not functioning at my best. And, right. and, I'm not, and I'm not okay not giving my family, my kids, my spouse, the best version of me. And I think that's the driving force behind uh, a lot of women is they just want, they have this vision of who they want to be as a mommy uh, and, and, and a right. sister and, and even a spouse. And, I, and I, I just, I commend them for that because they're like, you know what? They deserve better. So a lot of women will come to us with that first motivation of like, I want to be a better to all these people. And then through our journey, the first thing I will say is I just want to thank you for being here because it means you prioritized you. Exactly. So if you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, I know I need this, but, but you know, oh, what does this cost? And I mean, all these questions are going through your head. I know this because I've done this for 20 years. Right. Um, I just need to tell you one thing, mama um, or sister or whomever you are, you're worth it. You are worth it. And, and if we don't take care of you, there are much bigger ramifications. And just like they say, when you get on the airplane, in, in case of a lack of oxygen pressure, oxygen masks will fall. Put the mask on yourself first. There's a reason for that. So hopefully there's some glossy eyes listening to this right now, but I, but I need to give you the ability and the authority to say, you deserve it. You are worth it. And, and here's the scoop. A lot of you are also saying, oh, I've tried a lot of this stuff before. Oh, is this going to be another one of those canned programs where I pay thousands and thousands of dollars? Right. And the answer is absolutely not. Uh, when you do functional medicine appropriately, it's very personalized. It's very one-off. And, and it's also high touch. I believe that one of the reasons why we get the results that we do clinically is it's very high touch. Our patients yeah. have unlimited access to their personal clinician. Wait, wait. Can he say that again? What? How does that? What? <laughs> yeah, so that's crazy. We, huh? Yeah, we actually use a very specific piece of software mm -hmm. where our patients can go in whenever they want, um, and they can they can actually like message us through a, a HIPAA compliant app. They can schedule a phone call or an in visit or a Zoom. And here's why: it's not if there's going to be a curveball or a time where you're like, oh my gosh, I need an answer. It's when. So right. to have someone in your back pocket and at your side that can. I can answer that high level question because if you're listening to this, I know that I know that you have, you have, you have uh, gone to Dr. Google uh, one or two times and Dr. Google can take you down a crazy country road that can right. lead to a place that's really scary. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really over. And, and two, uh, so for example, and I think you do this also, I do a free discovery call and I do that yeah. for a couple of reasons, right? I do it so that right. I can ask questions of this person because we, we're not a high volume practice. The average medical doctor has about 650 plus patients. A friend of mine, when he was in family medicine, wow. had 3,000 patients. There's no way they can keep track of that. So that we're, we're, we're a low volume, high touch practice. And so it gives me the chance to have asked some questions. And it also gives the potential patient the chance to ask me some questions. Because one thing that a lot of doctors don't get is this, as your doctor, I work for you. You are employing me right. to serve you as opposed to like, I've got a white coat and a stethoscope on, do what I say because I sit next to God. Like, come on. 
No. That's that doesn't no. fly. So I just so so and and we ask questions like who's your support system and what have you tried and and what what are your hopes and dreams and and what makes you think that that you know this is the right timing for you to do these things so like you that that's a huge part so that's the that's the typical person yet uh, oddly you say that yesterday I had two men that came in um, and but the thing is we just are here's why I'm on earth and I think this has been revealed through 20 years of doing this and. And I'm here to reveal the potential of others. I firmly believe that I am on earth in whatever yeah. time I'm given here to reveal right. the potential of others. And, and what I know is if you're suffering from fibro or chronic infection, that the world's only getting a spattering of you. There is so much of you that is being tied into the, all of the parts of this. And I'm just not okay with that. So good question. Yeah, you're not live. They're not living their full potential. Hmm. Cool, cool. Other questions for me. These are good questions. Um. Well, what you sort of explained it a little bit, but can you tell people what's the difference between going to a regular doctor and going to you? Yeah, that is a good question. So traditional doctors, their goal is to, you know, so many times they're bound by insurance industries or timing and whatnot. And yeah. again, there's a time and a place for them. You know, according to the World Health Organization in the United States, we are ranked number one in the world in emergency medicine. So if it, God forbid I leave the clinic today and someone T-bones me at 60 miles an hour, please don't call my massage therapist or my chiropractor. <laughs> like, right. get, the get the helicopter there, use the drugs, yeah, yeah, put, yeah. Put the screws, put the plates in me. Um, also according to the world health organization, when it comes to overall health and wellness, we are 37th out of 39 developed countries when it comes to overall health and wellness. And I believe one of the reasons for that is we use the same approach for wellness as we do for emergencies, right? Like I'm all for drugs. When my wife yeah. had five C-sections, thank God for a spine. Right. I mean, like right. stick the needle in her, let's go. That, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that same approach does yeah. not make us well long-term. An analogy that was told to me by a friend of mine during one of my, my advanced trainings was, you know, if you go home and your house is on fire, are you going to call the fire department or the remodeling company? Well, duh, you're going to call the fire department. Come and right. do your job. Use their tools, right? Their tools are fire hoses and axes. Use mm -hmm. your tools to get the fire out. Now, if they do their job and my house is salvageable, Praise right. God for that. Now to, to put the house back together, are we going to call the fire department or the remodeling company? So obviously you're going to call the remodeling company who has different yeah. tools. Right. So, to, to, so it's, I, I believe in my opinion, it's actually not fair to assume that the Western medical traditional approach will keep us healthy. It'll keep us from dying. They're pretty good at that. But to ask them to, to make us healthy or to restore our, our optimal function, I don't think is a fair ask of them. Now, I do appreciate their testing. So by the time someone comes to me, you know, many times they've had this scan or that. So they know that they don't have cancer. They don't have a, a tumor. Right. Yeah. So they're like, okay, perfect. Thank you for doing your tests. Now let's dig in and I can have peace of mind that we're not maybe missing this thing. And again, for, for what they're good at, there's no one better. I believe that we're asking them to do something they're not trained to do. Do you find um, it's getting better that people are starting to 
look into functional medicine? Yeah. Unquestionably. 20 years ago, uh, <laughs> I was called a quack. I mean, 20 years ago, I told yeah. people to go gluten-free. They're like, what the hell's gluten? And where do I find that? And now it's like the cool thing to do. So, right. um, and I, and people will actually, so in the first many, many years, it was mostly just referrals. Like, Hey, someone, you know, they, they came to you, they got much better. I want the same thing. And now people are like, Hey, I, I like the concept of functional medicine. I, yeah. as nicely as I can say it, I, I've lost hope in traditional medicine to make me well. I've given them a shot. I I've used my insurance company. I, I, ugh. and now we have, there, there's a, there is a large, and even what's happening right now, I'm not sure again what time this is going to air, but I mean, I have nurses upon nurses, upon doctors, upon doctors that like, don't want to get the vaccine. And they're like, what do I do? How do I, how can I even, right. what, are my choices? what does this look like? And they're actually just being afraid that a lot of their, just their human rights are being taken. Yeah. Right. So we actually, uh, this weekend in Minnesota, there was, there's actually, there was a group of, of uh, medical professionals that gathered uh, in a large city. And then I think in a couple of weeks, there's going to be a large gathering, even at our state capital. And they're just saying, Hey, like, um, that's not we right. We need to have a say in this, right? Like, like this is, this is something yeah. that we need to have a say. in. so I believe that even this crazy pandemic is also yeah. allowing a shift for people to go, Hmm, I'm going to think differently about this. And, uh, and I believe, you know, uh, it makes us look like an overnight success, right? 20 years into it, we're an overnight success. Um, though we still, the, the, the approach, and we have to be careful too, because because of what's going on, and I've seen these, these clinicians or, or doctors that go and get like a weekend training, and they now say, oh, I'm a functional medicine doctor. And right. so if you're listening to this, like ask questions of your clinician. If whoever you're interviewing, ask the tough questions. How long have you been doing this? Um, what's, what's your typical, typical protocol for something like this? What kind of costs would I, will I be incurring over the course of treatment with you? And here's the scoop. If they can't get you an answer, I would run to the front door, not walk. I mean, this is the, the reality. I tell, yeah. I tell our patients, I tell them, here's, here's the, the spoiler alert. Our goal is to be on your healthcare team in some fashion for decades to come. And, and in many cases on the front end, we have to play defense. And defense sucks when it comes to your health. Like we have to put out that fire. Right. Once the fire's out, gosh, it's so much easier to play offense and take care of things and nurture things. Um, but, but a lot of times we have to start playing defense. Good question. Yeah. Well, you're talking about COVID. So I mean, um, do you find people are worried when they're coming to you with COVID for getting it? Such an interesting question. Um, is COVID a real thing? Unquestionably. Uh, is there, um, are people dying from it? Uh, yes. Uh, for that, for me to say that they didn't have other ex extenuating circumstances that could have made them immunocompromised. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, Quite possible. Yeah. What I know, what I know in, in what in my heart of hearts, what I know is that my immune system is not from the tip of a needle. My immune system comes from my relationship with God. My immune system comes with yeah. my diet. My immune system right. comes with um, me eating healthy foods and taking healthy nutrition, doing breath work, uh, being grounded. Um, taking care of myself. So what I tell people, and I don't tell people to get the jab or not to get the jab. What I do say is, is if you do or don't, uh, there's, there's, just, there's a decision that comes with that. So if you're immunocompromised and you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to get tested and you don't even know what your vitamin D levels are. And you're, and you're just going to be like, Oh, it's, I'm not going to get it. I'm, I'm immune. Like that's stupid. That's, that's 
that's not the right thing to do. And on the other hand, if you get it, like, I mean, there are, there have been adverse side effects. I mean, we can't close our eyes to that. That's, that's a real thing. And what we don't know is if you're going to be one of those people that gets those things. So this is a, this is a conversation where I think people need to turn off the media. They need to sit back and, and do some reading. And also, at least currently, you still have a choice in some cases. Right. And the question you can ask yourself is, is this the best thing for me? And do I feel like I have enough data, uh, not from Facebook or the nine o'clock news, that, that allows me to make the right decision for mm -hmm. myself? Yeah. You know, so that's, and, and I say that, and this is a little bit different component, but th there is a vaccine protection act. I've actually had kids on the autistic spectrum that have sued and won money because of vaccine damage. You guys, it's a real thing. There is a fund for it. So wow. I kind of have that thought in the back of my head, but now if, if we're not FDA approved, you can't even, you can't even sue because it's not FDA approved. So I, I am very much a watchful waiter. Uh, I do like looking at data. And I'm it, it not as much of, of the shot itself, but I think I, I'm more interested right now in looking at what's happening in the world. How are people, the fear, like they're losing their yeah. mind in some cases. And I, it breaks my heart uh, because I want people to be empowered. I want people to be able to think for themselves. I want people to um, make informed decisions and not have things forced upon them. I, I truly am uh, mindful and, and, and I'll say fearful of my rights being taken from me. And I uh, actually had a gentleman, a good friend of mine say, well, this isn't the first time this has happened. And he said, when they mandated that everyone has their own health insurance, that was just another example of whether you want it or not, you have to have health insurance. And I was like, oh, right. I, didn't, I didn't even think of that in the same vein. So um, I think I'm, yeah, it's, it's interesting times. Let's just say that. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to share? No, I, this has been an awesome conversation. And yeah. And um, I, I, I appreciate, hopefully we could even potentially find some other topics and, and go down yeah. some other rabbit trails for your people. And if, I guess, so number one, if you have a question, um, do, do, you, do people that listen to your podcast, do they have the ability to ask a question and then you could get that question to me? Is there a dialogue or ability to do yeah, something? Yeah, they could send me an email or a message on Facebook or Instagram. So if you have that, just know that I'm in this world to be a helper. So if you have a question, you guys can send it to Amanda. And if Amanda doesn't know the, the answer, she'll send it off to me and I will do my very best to, to serve you. And um, it's, it's just been an honor. I love having the conversation. Part of why I'm doing this, there's two reasons. Number one is my, my a mantra that I live by personally mm -hmm. is something I call Operation Great Grandpa. So the fact that I'm on this call right now, yeah actually could have an impact upon who I am allowed to be as a great grandfather someday. And as crazy as it could sound, I could, someone could be listening to this right now. That could be the mother or the aunt or the grandma of one of my grandkids, future spouses, right? Isn't it crazy to think about yeah. how that, that butterfly? Yeah. So right. I, I do this because I ask the question, will this take me closer to or further away from someday being the great grandpa that I want to be? So, so that's number one. Number two is I never want someone to say to me, Dr. Greg, how come you never told me about this? So I do these podcasts so that people can go, oh, interesting. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I may have lost you when we talked about the vaccine. You're like, oh, he's stupid. Here's what I tell people. Chew the meat, spit out the bones. I know that I know that there's something that I talked about today. That you're like, damn, that's good. 
And there's stuff that I talked about today. You're like, eh, not my thing. That's okay. Chew the meat, spit out the bones. So, um, so I think there'll be links to, to if you guys want to get on a discovery call with me, there'll be links in the show notes. I'm, I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. Um, and I would love to, and here's the thing, like I, we can't accept every person as a, as a patient. Maybe we can even help find someone in your area. Again, we treat people around the world. So uh, if you'd love to just um, dive in a little bit further, I'd be more than happy to do so. Thank you for coming on. This was a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed talking to you. Awesome. I appreciate it, Amanda.